Chapter 1. Let's begin. For last year's words belong to last year's language, and next year's words await another voice, and to make an end is to make a beginning. T.S. Eliot Any fool can know. The point is to understand. Albert Einstein Evander Holyfield was crowned heavyweight champion of the world just the night before. And across the pond in St. Mary's Hospital, where it just so happens British royalty is also birthed, I came into this world and joined in on the ranks of humankind. Though there was no celebration for my victory. In fact, there was not much of anything. Just me and Mom. I was born on a Sunday. November 7th of 1993, in London, England, to a single mother. I was raised in an apartment two blocks from Chelsea's football stadium, yet grew up an Arsenal fan. And though I'm from the UK, where proper football reigns supreme, my favorite football team remains the Chicago Bears. Go figure. I think these facts alone are a good indicator of where this story may go. But before we get ahead of ourselves, let's bring it back. All the way back to my grandmother, Grace Francis, the matriarch of our clan and whose name I have tattooed on my arm. She persevered through the arduous existence of a housewife to a husband who suffered from rampant infidelity. Apparently this was the norm back then. My biological aunt and uncle cut ties and moved to the United States from Nigeria back in the mid-90s. This presented an opening up of a chance for me to join in on the American dream, at least in the eyes of my folks. See, due to a new piece of legislation that had passed a few years prior, children became elevated in the visa system, which also tends to help those related to said kid get a bump in the immigration process. What's funny is that the law was meant to help Irish families. Well, you know how my people do, Sha. Anyway, let's begin. For real. I'll start this story with none other than my mother. A supremely devout Christ follower who tends to teeter towards self-righteousness. A radically dedicated parent who is also a bit too radical in her son's religious affiliation. A detail-oriented cleanliness enthusiast. Clean freak who has a knack for authoritarian tendencies yet, is quite comfortable in solitude apart from the raucous of society. Our relationship is one that's very layered and complex and cannot be easily surmised in a book, let alone a chapter. Still, she is beautiful. She is loving. But she is also scary. A multifaceted woman with a bevy of needs, desires, heartbreaks, successes, and everything in between. I say all this just to clearly illustrate the type of environment in which young Tasso began to try and make sense of the world. I'll leave all judgments to the reader. With no male presence to balance out mom's energy or take up her time, I was often the target of both her ire and her angst. 
I remember back when I'd literally sprint through the house trying to get away from the dreaded wooden spoon, only to be inevitably discovered under the blankets and met with an even heavier dose of spankings for having made her chase. In some ways, much of my childhood felt like a cruel game of hide-and-go-seek, though to be fair, I was a little shit. Regardless, I feared my mother in ways that can be odd to some. And yet, I loved this woman at the very same time because she was all I had. It may be tough to understand how the source of one's pain can also be a foundation of comfort and, frankly, I'm not asking you to. Because I'm not even sure I understand it. But it is what it is. Daddy issues. All right. Now back to the deadbeat. My pops, who, mind you, I've seen twice during my 26 years on this planet, is a married man. Unfortunately for my mom, he's married to another woman. Mohammed Gudu Haruna, from whom my name still derives, is a man who looks, talks, and I suppose acts like I do, but at the time of my birth, he didn't want much to do with me. It's not his fault. Nor is it my mother's. Fault is a funny word, anyway. As if we can somehow draw out and assign ultimate culpability from our ounce of perspective. To me, as human beings with inherently narrow viewpoints, finding fault is more a function of our need to feel like we understand than of any real sense of liability. What is true is that both my parents had agendas and motivations that culminated into a series of actions and reactions, which culminated to me. As I understand it, my mom wanted a child, my dad wanted my mom, and that was that. I'm still unsure of all the details surrounding my conception, like what their relationship status was or if I was even expected by both parties, but frankly, I'm not too worried about it anymore. Again, it is what it is. Four years later, and we hit right around 97, 98, my mom gave the green light for aunt and uncle to take me in and raise me as their own in America in hopes she could tag along later. And I'm sure she had good intentions. Stability, freedom, opportunities, a chance to have a father figure. These and more probably went into the decision, but to this day, I can't help but wonder if I was simply given up. It isn't a fun place to dwell, so I usually don't. From that moment on, began what I believe to be a strained relationship based in half-assed phone calls and passive-aggressive text. Back to the topic. It's tough to overstate how life-altering this move was. I wasn't changing cities or visiting a different part of the country. I was flying seven hours across an ocean to a place I had no concept of at the age of four. Wasn't aware of it then, but... Looking back, I can now begin to see how that move is what set the stage for me to grow into the person I'm becoming today. Still don't get it fully, but what I do know is that mom has been instrumental in forming me into the man that God is calling me toward. And so for that, I've got to say, thanks mommy, I love you.